Hi, hello everyone. My name is Wa. And I am Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're longtime friends that discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, told through our filter, which is often ridiculous, sometimes a little sassy, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. All right, so this episode is Love in Paradise, season two, episode five. Cinco de Mayo. Yep. Welcome. Benvenido a Miami. Yes, absolutely. And in this case, Jamaica or the DR and some other beautiful places, we are in paradise with the same situations with 90-day match-sharp-picked couples trying to work it out. Except for Seminole, Florida. There's no paradise about that. No, no. 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 He had his paradise season one, honey, and now Daniel's just living his... Real life. Okay, but we'll start with, however, Sherlon and Ariana. So we have picked up from last night where we got the whole family in Sherlon's home, which he had upgraded from the last time they were there with a air conditioning unit as well as some baby things. Some of the baby things, maybe not uh, as the same size as the actual baby. But listen, all he had was that nice, you know, shop lady to like give him some guidance, honey. And he did the best he could and he got air conditioning, which wasn't even like thought about, but God bless. The next morning they are happy, all waking up together. And this also kind of reminded me a little bit again of Emily and Kobe, which we talked about in the last podcast of introducing a son to his father for the first time and how you do clink your first night and first moments together. And if you remember again from season nine of 90 day fiance, the Emily and Kobe season, we are in their first night. Emily kicked out Kobe in order to have the bed by herself and be able to make sure that Coven got a good night's sleep. Yeah. And granted it's a situation that's different because mm-hmm. we don't know if there is an extra bed or what mm-hmm. it would be, but they all have spent the night together and it feels like the baby has been, if not a little forced to get to know its dad, his dad, but at the same time, babies are babies and dads are dads. And so you kind of have to do that. Yeah. You just have to make it happen and let it happen. You know what I'm saying? You have to la- allow it. You have to allow the tears to flow in order for the baby to get to know the father. Get and the- to know. You have to let the, the baby, yep. the dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want you to super be transparent with everybody. I have had some drinks. So if my thoughts are not linear, please forgive me. Don't worry. I'll pick up. Okay, so they're waking up together. No, we're good. And now here's the situation. We've already had a season with them, and that was season one. But let me tell you, Sherlon takes Ariana to meet with his friend, and he likes his friend. His friend is a little older. It feels like his friend has that big bro energy. It feels like a little bit of a mentorship or whatever. It feels like there's a wisdom and sage advice to be had by this man. And this man during the conversation starts to take Ariana aside in that he tells Sherlon that he should give it a romantic committed go where he respects and is into Ariana. He says he should absolutely try and be in a romantic relationship with her. And you know, that, that, that is what of course she wanted the whole time. So, but the friend also gets out of Sherlin that Sherlin has no desire to go live in the U S and listen, Sherlin, I don't blame you. The U S sucks. I mean, it truly does. If you want a life that is less stressful, I bet you don't have all of the technologies that you want and maybe you don't get a day off. 
as you seem to work seven days a week, but you are in paradise. And so therefore stay in paradise. Do not go to Illinois. Like if Ariana really wants this baby to have its father, she could just move to Jamaica. You know, here's the thing. I think that we have some different stories going on. And in the stories in people's mind, Ariana is like, I want a husband and a father for my baby. Then she shouldn't have gone to Jamaica and had a baby by a stranger. However, as we will hear, and as we know, or listen, people are young and make dumb decisions on vacations and people lie to get to certain places. And there is just across the board deception. And again, this is my point. Different Strokes for different strokes, is it? <laughs> different strokes for the, the world. Oh, honey, sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that last note. But people have narratives in their mind of how things are going to go. And so Ariana's mind, it's like, well, we fell in love on vacation. And I know it's out of the crazy, but we're in love and we're going to have this baby together. And in Sherlon's mind, he's like, oh, shit. One of the many biddies that I've not that I've like hooked up with is pregnant. I don't know why that hasn't happened already for some reason, but God bless it for some reason hasn't happened. So I guess it's a big shock. Oh, I don't know. But I guess that's what we're dealing with. It's interesting. And I'm kind of like, that makes sense. So there's different ideas in both of their minds, and we're having to see them remedy that. And in the friend taking Ariana's side about actually trying to have a relationship is good. At the same time, Ariana suffers a win-loss, again, because her loss comes at the knowledge of the fact that Sherlon would rather never be in America, not ever. And she in her mind is like, but how, you know, because we've met each other yeah. and like you met this baby. So yeah. Yeah. So also, yeah, he tells him to be a man. Yeah. He says that you need to be a man and do what you got to do for this baby. He also like Sherlin admits that he wasn't honest with her and he knows that he hurt her feelings. Yeah. 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 So the next morning they end up booking a hotel, I think because, probably the air conditioning unit wasn't as strong as it needed to be. They were like, oh, the baby like couldn't sleep or whatever. No, the, they, you don't just, you know, the girl booked that to begin with. She made it so that she could spend the first night with her man or whatever. That makes sense. But yeah, her idea is you've seen this baby. The baby is so beautiful and it is a beautiful baby and how cute. And you can see what could be in front of you. Like me, the baby, like what a life. And the fact that you are still like, oh, I never want to be in America is I think hurtful for her. Also because- like, what did she actually show? Go ahead, because. No, because she in her mind which is why like is like how would you think this but it but it is needs to be said that her and her mind is like fantasy mommy daddy baby together you know oh. oh it's obvious she just in her mind has a completely different idea of how things should and will go than he, than what is present am i just jaded and have i been single too long no, I, you're 100%. seeing 100 percent you're, we are seeing Imagine. the same thing. Yeah, I just, I just, maybe I haven't been 24 or 26 or 28. Ever in your you. life? You just I haven't skipped? been that in a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what it feels like to still have Great. the fantasy of thinking that a man is going to help you take care of a baby when you just splooge in this person on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I don't know how Daniela is thinking that she's going to be with this 32 year old hot man from DR and he's just not going to want to have kids. If I was her, and I mean this, why he had Allah, so I always wanted to be available to everyone. If I was her, I would have taken Plan B in seventy-two hours. I mean, if that was me, even if I, even if I thought I loved him, I would have taken Plan B in seventy-two hours. Well, because of your like scared shitless background, yeah, like you would, <laughs> yeah, you would, ha- you are very much worried about upsetting your father. Oh, no, upsetting my life and, like, not knowing what's <laughs> going to happen, you know? Like, listen, nowadays... Okay, listen, it depends. Are we talking about a 24-year-old me? 
Not that I'm now I'm 27. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so me three years ago, ha, ha, ha. Well, yeah, me three years ago, sure. You yeah, know, but like, I mean, like at some point, you know, at some point, would I want to keep a child? Maybe, but like she's young. I'm just saying, I, I at her age, mm-hmm. I would have gotten it and mm-hmm. have and have yes. in my life, yes. honey. Yes. I'm speaking from experience. Okay, great. You know? I didn't like, know how much we were gonna say. Oh no, God bless. I'll be honest. I think in this age, I think you have to be honest. Yeah, I I've taken Plan B, and uh, I have a quote in the West Hollywood newspaper that says like sometimes Plan B is more like Plan A, and that's just a joke because you know I'm a comedian. I'm just a joke. <laughs> it's horrible to say. I've never <laughs> taken it. Oh yeah, I took it the first time when I first. God bless. And it was like the year that American Idol first came out. And I remember you had to get a prescription and I went and I had to get a brand new doctor because the doctor I was going to was at w- St. Joseph's. told your dad. No. Oh, Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's not going to, yeah. No. Oh. It would have St. Joseph's Medical in the Valley. I oh. called them and they wouldn't give me plan B. And so I found a doctor on La Cienega, like 99 La Cienega. She was like a female. She prescribed me plan B. I went to go pick it up and I was living off Doheny and I took it and I thought that I was going, and she also gave me at the time nausea medication because I guess that could have been a thing. And know. so I thought that I was going to get really, really sick. I don't know, you know, yeah. and I don't have a mom that like would tell me anything, you know, God yeah, bless. Yeah, yeah. so I took it and just watched American Idol, you know, like. Probably, I don't know if it was, you know, probably Kelly Clarkson, like meeting with Justin Guarini, whatever yeah. it was. I don't know what year that was. Maybe that was like, if it, this is probably like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, I don't know. Quick, I don't know. And then moving on. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never taken plan B, but you know, there's a plan C and I talked to the person I'm dating. What's plan C? Yeah. I'll t- to plan C is when you actually get pregnant mm-hmm. and you have to take it within the first, I think 10 weeks. Don't quote me. I don't know things. 10 weeks of pregnancy and it flushes. I didn't know that that was a fucking option. Well, I had, I knew that there was various. Oh, I didn't know that there was an option for that at all. And he was like, yeah, that's an option because my brother blase blase. And I was like, oh shit, that was a, crazy i didn't know that was a fucking thing no it's true when you get it if you have an unwanted pregnancy at certain times you have the following options a to take something and it passes and it's usually done at home and it can be like obviously a messy situation another one would be having something inserted to take things out <gasps> you know i don't know anything about those things i've never actually tried to get pregnant nor have been close to have you never taken anyone to get an abortion i haven't but i just know about them i guess oh yeah i took one person and i dropped that person off but that person was already pregnant and that person was like at the, almost at the cusp. And I was like, how come you didn't tell me I would have taken you four weeks ago? God bless. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad situation. And I was like, absolutely not. Um, I, you can't, I don't wish that situation on anyone. Oh, I would never wish it on anybody. No, I know, but I, will I know, help but... you get to where you need to go to get it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, You're a great friend. Yeah. But anywho, so <sighs> she didn't do that. And now she's in Jamaica staring at this man and they've gotten their own place. They go to meet his friend. His friend drops a lot of information and makes Ariana aware of situations that she was not aware of because Sherlon felt actually comfortable enough to truly say how he feels about their situation in front of his friend slash mentor. Mm -hmm. So they get back to the hotel and Ariana has a couple things to say to him. She says... So you've been seeing other people. And he says, I'm not going to say that I have not been seeing other people. And so she's like, I didn't know that. I thought that we were in a relationship. And she, I mean, this is, this is the, the this is what I needed to hear episode, episode 
seven season one. one. Yeah. That, where she's like, you misled me. Mm-hmm. I would not have had unprotected sex with you because if I didn't know that what your feelings and what you were saying was not true. And he said, yes, I did mislead you me. You told me you loved me. You told me you wanted to spend the rest of your life with me. You loved me. And I was the sexiest and most beautiful thing ever. Yes. And let me tell you, I had somebody mislead me too. And you know, let me tell you the most cathartic thing was having that person say, I'm sorry. And, and I guess I did. And I did it. I did it to a lot of different women. And I had to tell this person, but I wasn't those other women because you and I have known each other since we were children. And you chose to put me in a category with other people. You knew that I, and you had to have known that I was more susceptible to your lies than any other woman. And he says, I did know. And I know I misled you. And that in itself is the most cathartic thing. It's a form of narcissism. It must be to be able to lie to someone because it feeds you in some way, because you know, it gives them something that you alone can give them. It's giving them something that you have power in such a way. It has to be some sort of ego stroke in that. And I, I hate it. And uh, again, I am happy in some ways that Sherlon understands what it's, what can happen to mislead a woman because or or a young girl or whoever you think Ariana is, but she is a young girl who had a baby and I will call her a woman, you know, like I don't, you don't go through childbirth and And not come out a woman, woman, you know? And so having said that, he has to understand there are repercussions and consequences for his actions. And there is emotional manipulation. Yeah. And if you are saying such things to a person to get to an end and your end is to take advantage of them, manipulate them to get them to sleep with you in court, if you were a business, you would be sued. And so again, I mean, you are to be held liable. I think it's so interesting because men truly, and this is me having a conversation with a young person. So when I first started working at my job, a lot of the people that I worked with were very young. Sure. I'm not young. They don't know that I'm not their age, right? Because, you know, she's glowing and oh she's like, got God. the melanin intact, no right? That skin, honey. So it's like, crazy. if you're on the Patreon, you do. Hi. Yeah. Hi. So yeah, go ahead and join our Patreon if you would like to have the visual version of this episode as well as the audio. Mm-hmm. So what I had, my situation was that I was working with a bunch of kids that were like 21, 20, a lot of 20, 21 year olds. Okay. And one of them was like, why? Why do girls do this? They know that the guys are lying. And I had to stop him. And I grabbed him by his, this meat. Ow. His, th- I hate that meat. But okay. it hurts. It hurts. Sorry. This meat. Sorry. Don't grab him. Don't grab anyone with that meat. It's horrible meat. It's the triceps. No, it was like, it was like a small amount of skin. I didn't. Right it wasn't. You're so dramatic. Ow. Drama. Oh my gosh. She's drama. You're, you're ow. Ugh. Get out of here. With this blonde hair telling me, ow. I'm offended as a black woman. So are you saying I'm carrying uh, a little bit, a little. And so sh- this person was like, why they know. And I was like, Zaul, I'm gonna say his name. because <laughs> I was like, Zaul, they don't know. And he was like, no, they know. And I was like, women no, are no, no. socialized to want to be in a relationship and be married. Mm-hmm. We are socialized that mm-hmm. we were told from younger. Oh, what's your boyfriend going to do? What's your husband going to do? If you're a good girl, you'll, you'll get somebody to love you and be married to you. Yeah. Like we are socialized that way. And mm-hmm. he's like, what? And I was like, yes, these girls are not willy nilly walking into anything. Y'all are socialized to be players and assholes. We are not socialized for that. We don't know that you're being taught to be evil to us. I'll tell you what we were being taught. We were taught we are princess fruit. Fruit that is sitting perfectly ripe princess fruit on a 
beautiful tree, honey. And we are waiting for the perfect prince to exert enough effort on tall one or short one, who cares, but to exert enough effort to pluck us from oh, no, the tree. I'm talking about me, princess fruit. And then you like have exerted such effort to pluck the princess fruit and you know the value of such a fruit because it is perfect ripeness and you understand the sweetness and you have wanted such a fruit and you understand you alone are the special one that gets such a fruit. And so you compliment the fruit and you flatter the fruit and the fruit gets shiny and the fruit even blushes even more, a little more ripeness. And then you bite into the fruit and then you cast the fruit aside. Your dad taught you all of that? I didn't say that. Oh. Why did you say that? Oh, because I'm saying socialized. I was not socialized that I was a fruit. I, didn't I socialized a, that I, I was had, a like, cow a that shouldn't give away relationships. So I guess I kind of was socialized by like media and like mm. the sexuality section of the Barnes and Noble. Okay. So me. we were socialized in the same community, except for slightly different. I did not think of myself as a pampered princess fruit. I just thought of myself as somebody who like was made to be a, a mother and needed to be sweet and kind. Like fruit? And is, is fruit Stay sweet? You, Are you very like FLDS? Yeah, it's a little like that. <laughs> like it's a little like that. When I think of some of the times things that my dad has said to me about like settling for men, and he's always told me not to settle, but when I've actually been dating, and I'm like, the guy did this. He's like, Well, I just want him to have patience with him. Like, going ahead. One time my dad was like, You can let this man drive my car. But on the same hand, my dad was like, Wahima, don't ever court a man. Let a man court you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and it's just like, it's crazy. It's a crazy duality he would like spit at me. It's crazy. My dad, if, if a man doesn't pay for me on a first date, my dad will never respect him. Oh, he won't let him. Absolutely. Absolutely. He will like spit in his face. I mean, not really, but kind of, kind of, kind of Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like, like I said, I, I, with my recent dating foyers, my recent foyer into dating. Mm -hmm. The foyers of her homes. It is, homes. it is hard for me to not let a man pay. That's not hard at all. But if I discern that a man doesn't have enough money, it, it get, I feel guilt. And then I'm like, I can't date you because you don't have enough money. Not to date me. You just don't have enough money in life. And like, <laughs> we would never do anything fun. We would Netflix and chill all the time because you don't have enough disposable income to take me out and do stuff. So which is why I feel like if you fuck a foreigner on his soil and get pregnant by him, for you to expect him to do something for you seems foolhardy. I understand your viewpoint, of course, um, mm -hmm. you know, but, and listen, you won't be misled. You feel smarter about it. I'll tell you who was Ariana. She cried in this and I felt really bad for her because I did feel like we were getting to a place where we understood a woman who was like wiping the tears away, having given birth and wanting a certain fairy tale because she also thought she, I think was princess fruit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, and he wasn't looking for coconuts that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> so anyway, and she, it's sad. It's yeah. sad. And then she, you, you, Okay, so she wants him to love her and love her son enough to, like, try to be in a relationship. Yeah, and she feels like she doesn't want there to ever be a situation where she has to look at her son and tell him that her and his father didn't try. And that's where I felt like, oh, there must be some kind of trauma with her and her father. Yeah. Or, like, her mother and her father. Because I'm going to tell you, as somebody who grew up in a two-parent so household... And I fully do not understand what it is like to raise a child without two parents. I think I'm going to be fine 
This kid is going to be fine. They've got the love of their grandfather. They've got the love of their uncle. Like, I feel like everything will be fine. But I have spoken to people who did not grow up in a two-parent household, and all they want is a two-parent household. And I don't know how much of that is nature or nurture. I don't know how much of that is society telling people that they need to have two parents in the house to feel whole. But I know some pretty awesome people. Okay, so this is my one thing I'm going to say. I don't think that kids of divorced parents want a two-person household. Specifically, they want their mom and their dad. Okay. That's why she's saying she should make it work with their dad. Because I, growing up with my dad, didn't want anyone besides my mom. Even though now as an adult, I can see they weren't even a good match. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't be together. But at, when you're a kid, you're not. that's not your mom. Yeah, yeah. F you. You know, I like, you know, I detested every woman that was like with my dad in some way. Or, you know, I thought they were all like fake or gross or something. And then it was like, none of them really connected with me. There was not one woman that I was like, I do kind of wish you were were my dad's wife. Until later in life, until until he didn't want to get married. And I was like, oh, that's the perfect one. Well, God bless. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) it was just past whatever. I can't help it. You know, like life is whatever it is. So I'm ignorant in that respect because I'm somebody who is like, just girl, do it on your own. Like there are plenty of great kids who grew up in a single parent household. So like, what do you need? What's the big whoop? But the truth is, is that I have no idea because I grew up with whatever society's ideal is. You also have a strong family unit. So if you're going to be someone that's going to raise a child, it definitely helps having a dad and like a sister and a brother that are right there because my dad raised me and he had the help of his mother And I was raised really close to his brother's kids, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think having those cousins that felt like sisters and brothers and having honestly like a grandmother who like stepped in as like a pseudo mom role. And I think- Maybe lunches, school lunches and stuff. Yeah. Like I honestly think that I'm so, and this is such a weird thing to say. I think about it all the time though. Oh, what? I'm so happy that you have first cousins. Because I have so many friends who don't have first cousins that I'm like, oh, Chris, under- I I intrinsically understand something about you and you intrinsically understand about me because we have first cousins who we are close with. Yeah. Oh, yeah people no, don't I have think- first cousins, guys. I mean, I know, people I be roaming. People in Los Angeles roam them. the earth not knowing their first cousins. Uncles and aunts are like, they don't know them. Yeah. And I'm just like, How? Like how the first cousins are just everywhere that you look left, you look right. There's a first cousin. Who'd you grow up with? Yeah. Who are your, who, who, who are was your, your holidays with? Who you, who you talk to, who you talk about granny with? Who are you taking your major pictures with? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know either. Okay. So moving on, my loves to Frankie and Abby and Gabby. Oh. And um, let's tell you. And they Selena have. girl, Selena, who and is Rodney. just sitting, Selena and Rodney Port. I okay. mean, God bless them. Okay. So Rodney is friends with Frankie, right? And Selena is Rodney's gal, right? Yeah. Okay. So obviously coming off of the fact that we now know that Frankie has told Abby that he's not coming and Abby has told Gabby and Gabby has witnessed Abby's reaction, which was like devastation, even though they're in paradise. Exactly. (laughs) And Rodney gets there and they all hug each other, but Rodney and Selena have to put their bags away. So they go put their bags away and Uh then they get on a boat that Rodney has paying for. Rodney has chartered a boat. Paying for it. Everyone, okay. These are grifters. Okay. So, I hope they're not listening to this because it's bad that he's saying they're grifters. I mean, it does feel that way. I mean, are like, you going to say in Spanish? Like, what? what 
it just feels like it just feels like they're just like here to like get things paid for you know when they they said that in such a way it was like also frankie pay for your hotel room i've been feeling that like since like it's paying it's like it is bubbling over like bubbling over like, like, like this prosecco, prosecco. rose hey. 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 so by the way if you haven't yet please subscribe to our podcast also make sure to leave a review you know we really need it because we're brand new in these nether regions honey and we need all the help we can get <laughs> so uh yeah so they're on this brand yacht, new in your crotch or, yeah so they're like a yacht this, yeah they're yeah, on a boat, boat. let's okay. say it's a boat they're on okay. a boat and then they're having a good time abby is having to translate and finally abby is like what happened to frankie Frankie. and rodney is like i was hoping you would not ask me this question so i didn't have to answer it or definitely not in front of that gabby that's right there you know what you could do not ask me in front of gabby oh god you don't use this this abby honey i mean doesn't know left from right i mean mean, she she just wants to know where frankie is donde esta frankie frankie so anyway, so Rodney's like, Ooh, uh, and then, you know, Selena is blinking, honey, left blinking, right? I mean, yeah, I listen. mean, the eyelashes are just in the wind. She went to some lady who put him in one by one. No, I think it's a strip. It's a strip, honey. I don't know. Who would you take, Ariana's or this or Selena's eyelashes? Selena's. Because Selena's. I would take Ariana's. Oh. I think I'd like a flutter. Anyway, so yeah, Rodney is like, let me tell you about Frankie, which is I don't really want to, which is basically this, which is Frankie said that he couldn't come because he had fallen in love with one of you and abby has to like gulp gulp that down and then look at abby grabby abby abby has to look at gabby and explain oh uh dije a me no mas between me and you solo me no e frankie but and no so is, then she's no like did you know this abby okay she's like okay sabbath Ab- abby and abby's like is that sabbath abby Do sabes, abby? i mean it's a literal lucio ball lucio- take Whoa. it is a lucio ball i Whoa. love abby take where you're like how could you i mean this is this is scripted and these women are doing it i mean i couldn't i can't did you know this abby Abby, did you know this? Abby, did you know this? Yes. Yeah, see, see, she does. And then they start to have a full conversation where, like, Abby then translates, like, being like, see, you know, like, we were in love and he was going to ask me out. Like, he was going to ask me to get married. We we're going to, like, leave you. And Gabby's, like, so upset. And Gabby's, like, can't believe you do this to me. And then, like, as she says, I can't believe you do this to me. She, like, Abby will translate to Rodney, you know, like. It is so much. And she's Selena- saying that I can't. She can't believe that I would break her heart. And it's so awkward and so confusing. And why wouldn't you just have this conversation down port side or at the rear? I mean, it's a big ass boat. Rodney's like, I didn't want to have to explain this to you. No and then would. Selena's like, not one, not one scripted word. Not a word has been said by Selena. Poor Selena. Yeah. Selena's. Poor her. Oh, yeah. No, listen, I feel bad for her. God bless. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, Gabby and Abby are in a fight and Abby's really awkwardly sitting next to Gabby who's looking at her like rip out my heart. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I don't know who you are. Throw me in the ocean. I'm going to go down in the ocean. Oh you know, God. like Rodney's I mean, like, are we still going to all hook up? Because that's why I'm here. That's why I bought Celine. Listen, I don't care about no Frankie. Guess what Frankie means? Less Frankie means more me. Now I have three biddies and one Rodney. 
Rodney's happy. Rodney bought that whole boat just to get on with these like two grifters. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, you know, like also don't ever listen. Don't ever have an argument with your loved one on a boat because guess what happens? What? You just sit there. Oh. Guess what you don't get to do? Leave. Oh. Have an exit plan. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine having a fucking fight sorry like on a boat with like a loved one and then just like for the next like hour just had to be like <laughs> it's the worst no i couldn't I imagine I, no i, I know could it. not imagine it chris i could not even imagine it for a hot second i know it's so dumb it's so scripted i just like hate it like gabby's whole like idea is very much like well i lost my chica she keeps saying that he's taken his that frankie like took his chica and then gabby's like upset that frankie didn't like show up to like man to woman gabby to take the chica by the his own hand even though he didn't come to not break you up so i don't even understand that argument like i'm so mad he didn't come to like tell to me it my face but it's like yeah but he came because he decided not to do it he decided not to break up your life so you should be happy about that and he's still paying for your hotel room and probably whatever room service you get exactly and Don't, it's just like it's, the mini bar. If I listen, the minute I was Gabby, I would go back to the mini bar, honey, and I would just raid the entire thing. I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand it, but it's like really heartbreaking to see because all Abby had to do, if she knew she was going to ask Rodney what was up, all she had to do. <laughs> I'm literally that little mouse on Dumbo. Every time somebody gets drunk, I think of the little mouse on Dumbo. That's like, <laughs> Dumbo. Gus, Gus. And oh, then no, we get like the animals on parade, elephants on parade. Anyways, so, girl, all she had to do was tell Gabby once Frankie said he didn't want to come because he was ruining their lives. Mm -hmm. All she had to do was just come clean if she knew she was going to bloody ask Rodney what the fuck was up. Uh-huh. She knew that when she asked Rodney that he would have to say what she shouldn't say in front of her loved one. The, Frankie not coming was like... A, Abby's gift from the universe of never having to say anything of what happened to her girlfriend. But instead, Abby goes around and makes sure that Gabby finds out. Makes sure of it by translating it. Okay, speaking of drinking too much, let's move on to our next couple, Daniel and Amber. Oh so as gosh. we left love Amber, honey, she has like shot, shot, shots all night long at the country shot, club, shot, honey, shot, with like all shot, shot, not shot, the country shot, club that shot, I want to go to, honey, with like a, you know, golf membership and like a club sandwich with like, you know, triple decker with the bacon. But this one, honey, line dancing, which is fun at the same time, but I didn't see no boots. So the next morning she's, you know, like, you know, probably hungover and she gets talked into Daniel's favorite new pastime, which is bowling all american bowling honey like she took him once and he just loved it he said like back in the dr like where he was there wasn't like any bowling alleys but he always watched people bowling what's that bowling movie all the men love there's a um, movie with bowling oh god men? every straight dude loves it it's called like the and the dude it's like the big lebowski yes oh. oh god if you want to like charm the pants off a straight man tell him how much or quote big lebowski for some reason they love it i've watched it over and over again trying to like ascertain some amount of enjoyment <laughs> from that movie and i just can't honey i'm just listen i like john goodman too it's not that i don't like john goodman like he's the best part of the movie for me anyway so but daniel loves bowling honey and he's dressed for the occasion with like this crazy ass bowling shirt whatever and she's wearing this like pink leopard thing like pink cheetah thing like i wouldn't wear it but she decided to do it okay so basically you know she's going to bring him bowling which is his favorite thing to do and like sort of buttering him up because she has you know news to tell him which yep. everyone else knows and is already happening i mean jesus lord so basically what she has to say is that austin is moving in is it austin or ashton because you wrote know. it 
Okay. <laughs> you wrote it down and you oh, wrote Ashton. Ashton. Okay. Is Ashton. I didn't so know. So Ashton is moving in. Okay. And then she looks at him and he's like, what? Why is that happening? I want to see you. And she's like, you don't pay mortgage. So you don't really have a say. Mm-hmm. I I mean, what, is there wrong? any possible? Okay. Which one is worse? Amber okay. or Emily? You know, because Emily's parents are paying for everything. Yeah. So Amber's Emily. making it seem like she's paying for everything. Yeah. Well, I'm now through the help of her sister and best friend who are yeah. taking on the mortgage. I mean, I think that Emily is worse, but Amber is like a strong runner up. I haven't liked Amber. I didn't like Amber season one. Yeah. I just get mad at bitches who get men and they're awful. It's like, I'm sweet as pie. And I'm, <laughs> I think, okay, maybe I'm not sweet as pie, but I'm, <laughs> I was like, I'm not a pie. It's pizza. <laughs> I like she's sweet as a pizza. You don't think I'm sweet. Yeah, I know, but we love pizza. You don't think like I'm pizza, sweet? Okay, but like a pizza. Chris, pie. you don't think I'm sweet? With I'm a little, sure, with a little pineapple. I'm not. I'm okay. Oh, Can right. I be? I'm sweet. I'm yeah, sweet. stay sweet. You I'm better not, stay sweet. I'm not sweet. Okay, but so, I want to be sweet, and I try to be. And if I was in a relationship with somebody, uh-huh. I would be sweet to them. You're very sweet to me. Am I sweet to you? Are yeah. you lying right no, now? No, I like it. No, you are. You try to be. You are mostly. I. <laughs> I try to be, and it's not easy for me because I'm like type A and like a only first daughter of an immigrant and an American woman. And like, you know, it's hard being a black woman. And my mother had a tough go at it. So therefore I had a tough go at it because she was crazy. But like, you know, <laughs> I do get that. And I love you. So like, that's I, not about, yeah, you're not, a, you're not, you are, sweet you are lovely. Is a, is a, okay. I'll take a lovely. Because I try to be sweet to this person. Sweet just means like a whole like you know like southern pie thing or just some kind of like you know. Yeah, like, I'm not that at all. No, I'll tell you. Do you think I'm sweet? I think you try to be. Okay. But not that you're not sweet. I think that you try to be. Try to seem sweet or try. Yeah, I want people to think I'm sweet, but, but I'm not yeah, really sweet. Not not that you're not really. I don't know because I feel like you, you know me so long. You know me so long. I know, but it's like you don't know if I'm sweet. I don't know how much of it is genuine and how much of you it is just you wanting people to think you are. Even now, over the years we've known each other? You are sweet. Oh, okay. So <laughs> here's the thing. So she basically is like, you know, we uh, aren't partners. Partners are 50-50 and I am like partners. 100. <laughs> um, she's like, it's 100% me. Yeah. And this is my point with them. Like, it does feel like. He says, we're partners. And she's like, no, partners are 50-50. Yeah. Which we are not. So. No, I'm a hundred zero. You you give zero. Do you understand? I have nothing coming in from you. I have to keep getting more money from other people in my life. But Chris, what he dicks her down, uh-huh. and he mows the lawn. So you're saying that I should count that as part of his value? Yeah. So I think that he's not. Maybe it's not fifty fifty, but maybe it's like what seventy five twenty five. Okay. Okay. How much you think is is dick is worth? Yeah, but you're so you are discounting Amber's vag as being valuable in exchange in the equal value of his so they cancel each other out oh yeah you are i am because i think like, i know you do I just... but i think you're straight so i think that's why you're doing what you're doing so you just don't understand you know maybe it's a different situation about what he values yeah chris is very much about women 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 and women and i'm like about different you know you just gotta like you know i i am always tethered to the divine feminine 
And that's and where I'm my not tethered allegiance to lies. Okay. So she basically is like, you give me no money. And I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot on my back and this mortgage is a lot. And these people being in our lives and in our homes makes it easier. And he's like, you didn't tell me anything. He's basically moving in in a week. And we already have your sister and the goddamn four cats. And like, where's he going to move in? You know? And she's like, I don't care what you want. You know, like I do not care. And so there's a third bedroom and that's where she's going to move in. And at one point, Daniel says, our relationship has to be more than about money. And I think that when you bring in the money, It'll be easier for that to happen. Really? Yeah. You don't find Daniel's Daniel's value right now in the first three months of them getting married. What is it? What so? What is it? His value is a lovely companion. Mm-hmm. Yes, but not. But a dependent is a hard situation to take on. Just, there's companions and there's dependents. Why yeah, you are she, a lovely companion in my life. Knew, you are a dependent and I'm not on you. She knew that that's what this was going to have to be. She knew that that's what this was going to have to be, you guys. So, like, why is she so awful to him? Can you at least wash the dishes? Bitch, watch your own dishes. Is her dishwasher? And also, has she already asked him, is it full of his dishes? And has he cooked for anyone That's else? That's what I'm or saying. It, or is it all dirty dishes of him and what he's cooked enough for Or is else? it her dishes? Like, she got up and, and sister ate, her ate, and then they expect him to wash dishes because he doesn't work. I'll tell you this right now. When they showed the cats, the cats were eating, like, fancy feast on Off dishes, of a plate. On, on plates. <laughs> on, plate. and, and the sister would it just put them, would put them on, like plates on the floor and like little like landmines it wasn't even all together by like a row by the wall so are these plates that she's expecting daniel to wash like the cat the cat fishy plates you know are they dishes that her and her sister have used and chosen not to wash but expect him to do it because he's at home all day we have listen we have questions okay i have so many questions i just i'm against her and i'm pro him and I like him a lot, but you know, I'm blah, blah. So <laughs> we're moving on. So let me just tell you. So, so Ashton obviously, obviously is moving into the third bedroom and Daniel has had his stuff in the closet. Oh, and so, and Daniel is used to living with his brother in an apartment, but at least he had his own closet. And so now he doesn't even have his own closet. It feels like real shitty. He has to be he moving like his shit. Yeah. Moving back in time. Yes. Regressing, if you will. It's not a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. So as he's like moving things out, like Amber comes in and is like, guess what? Huh? My best friend in the whole world that you don't even want to move in is here. He's here. Let's go greet him. Like as if Amber's going to be like, dun, da, 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 with like champagne. They're like, yeah. thank you for moving in. And Daniel's like having to leave, yeah. lose his closet. Like, yeah. And so Amber's, uh, uh, so then he gets into the house. He only has two boxes to his name. So he's a grifter too. And uh. then... Daniel's like, you know, we don't want a lot of strangers coming in in this house. Now, is this homophobic? I don't know. But I'm going to assume it's not homophobic. So if we're making the assumption that it is not homophobic, then I think that Daniel has every right to say that this person can't have strangers up in the house. And here's the truth. This is why I can't have a roommate. Yeah. Because I personally feel like if it makes me uncomfortable that you have random people up in our house who could possibly steal from us or rape me then I'm not going to allow that to happen. 
Yeah, there's just a big, uh, vague, sh- shady gray area between what's a stranger and what's too many people. Like, for instance, if you live in a, with a roommate, you can have two friends over at any given time. Two friends. That makes sense to me. Now, whether your roommate will know who those people are, that could be a stranger to them and a lifelong friend to you. How would that people? How would those people know each other? Now, you're telling me with your eyes that you feel this is a weird situation, and I'm going to tell you, just like Amber says, is I'm paying rent. If I'm paying the same amount that you are paying, then that is what I get as well as you get. This is in a situation where you are letting me live in your home rent free, in which case you would have rules that I would have to abide, like any sort of parent, any sort of like yeah. fatherly figure. But this is not what's happening. I'm actually paying rent to you. So if that is what's happening, then I get to have two friends over. No, I cannot have a party. I can't suddenly have a party in an uns 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 situation in your living room while you're trying it's, to like it's, it's, Netflix it's, and chill it's, it's, or like video game at the same time. Like I can have friends over. And if you're watching something in the living room and you're upset because I have friends over in the kitchen makes them to eat that's your own goddamn fault because i'm paying um, rent what about what about if you have a roommate mm-hmm. and that roommate gets a boyfriend and they basically want that boyfriend to live with you if he's spending more than two nights a week over the a week two out of five then he has to be paying rent okay but what if you're like i don't want him to pay rent because i don't want him staying more than two nights well then i guess you're gonna have to ask him to move out or they're gonna have to start staying at his place More than two nights a week. Yeah. So that's what I had in New York City. I had a friend who was like really angry that her boyfriend couldn't stay there five nights a week because he wanted to be with her. And I was like, because I don't want him in my house. I want to walk around brawless at any time. And like she was upset with that. And so we got to a place where it was five, three nights a week. Yeah. Yeah, I I know this obviously. In the real time, I knew the situation. Okay. I didn't know. Listen, I think that she. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, I don't care. You tell the people. Tell the people. It did happen in real life. And at the time, it sucked. And listen, it's, it's a hard situation when you are young and dumb and full of like, like because she would talk to other people and other people like i don't see why and i'm like well other people haven't had the same relationship situation i've never had a boyfriend so like i was like i don't understand this desire to have this person in your house all the time and you couldn't stay at his place because he still lived with his parents which is normal in new york city so not judging him for that but like he can't stay at our house like he can't have food in our kitchen and then she's like oh i want him to pay he can pay rent and i'm like no i don't want him to pay rent because i don't want him here Right, right, right. So I would say this. A, it's a different situation because you're starting off the lease on with this woman and so you have like equal say, which is not the situation with Danielle. Very much Amber has been like, this isn't my name. I bought this house. You have no bearing towards it. It's like, that's how she feels about it. In your situation, I would say that you always get to decide whether you want to take on a third roommate. No one should be around when you want it. It's not about whether you have been in a relationship and therefore I'm comfortable with that or not. It's whether you want to be comfortable in your own home and that's your security at home thing. You can't ever let anyone take that away from you. I think this woman trying to do that was just a selfish move on her part women and other people and young people and men and anyone who's binary can be real selfish in their like teens and 20s and moving on in their life and that's what the situation was so let me tell you daniel is sad because you know he like wants a certain way and then amber's like yeah daniel's upset because he wants to be the man of the house and And he's like well there's no confusion i am the man of the house what do you mean like because i want to be i am my wife whose husband i am owns the house so i own the house too and what amber wants to say is oh you but the man in the house owns the house. And so right now the man in the house is me. And that's, that's why I get to make every decision. That's crazy. That I think she true. was so rude. And then Ashton tried to like come in with his two cents and basically tell oh, yeah. Daniel that he's not going to ask Bow down. for permission. Bow down. And I was just like upset with these people because I feel like it's a hate crime what they're committing to Daniel. Well, 
I'm not going to go that far, but I will say that it's definitely disrespectful on Amber's part to like, let her and her friend and her best friend, like go against her husband. I think that it's incredibly short-sighted and emotionally immature. And I think you can't do that to your loved one. If you want that person to feel secure, I think as a female, I think a lot about a man making me feel secure Mm -hmm. in a situation, but I think that's, there's also an amount of like security you offer in this a cisgender heterosexual situation I'm talking about in the man in the situation of I and you, we are this. And I, if you know, it's us first and it's other people next, you yeah. know, I think that there I'm has happy to be that. that because and, I sometimes feel like you don't like men. Oh, I, I don't like men either. Oh, I love men. I love strong, masculine, secure men. And I really, really hearken and pray for men to find their power so they could really radiate that warm that you know i would love to meet men that feel they are so great anyway so they had this conversation you know like about whether they could have strangers over daniel and you know ashton don't feel like they had a really nice night together ashton doesn't feel welcome or warm there which he probably isn't and he knew that before you moved in he knew that the night of the country club but listen here we are now because you know producers moving on to our last and final couple we have carlos and val in time honey and you know we're coming off of the confrontation, if you will, the disagreement that happened after their night at the gay club, the gay bar, which basically happened, um, if you remember, was Valentine had wanted to have a lot of fun and kick back in like a gay club. And even though it, he felt like, you know, it maybe looked and felt like the, the gay clubs in America, once there, Carlos was very much like in, inhibited. He was Wait, I don't, yeah, he was inhibited all the whole time. I tried to like even stop Val from doing things. And I think to shake things up, he sort of, and whether this was for camera or what the producers egged this on, we'll never know. But Valentine basically got one of the shirtless bartenders to come dance with Carlos's cousin and Yanner. And later on, Carlos was like, that made Yanner feel really uncomfortable. And you mm-hmm. can't be doing this mm-hmm. in my hometown. You have to make me feel comfortable too. And Valentine has a great point, which is basically look in america it's been a rocky road to feel like we can be as free and authentic as other americans yeah. can that i can walk down the street and like brush my husband's hand or you know like hold hands or kiss in public yeah. or do whatever things that like i see other people take the privilege of doing all the time yeah and one way that we combated that was to stop tiptoeing around the eggshells of other people's insecurities and being like i am going to in fact live the way you live which is just comfortably and authentically what well, well yeah but did valentine have to do that was valentine a part of the gay rights movements of the 80s and the 90s no interesting he did live in new york so I actually don't know. You know, like, here's what the truth. That? I don't think Valentine was. And for Valentine to then tell Carlos that Carlos and his ilk in Colombia need to stand up and just fight for their rights, and that's how they did it in the US, was ridiculous. Mm. Ridiculous. I'm sorry, Valentine. You have just reaped the benefits of the, those in the 80s and the 90s, or the 70s and the 80s, who did it in the 90s, who did it before you. So do not go to Colombia and tell this man that in order for them to get gay rights and to feel more comfortable, that they need to start rioting. Already, Carlos is somebody who is in the closet. 
So he's not the one you need to talk to. You need to talk to Yanner or you need to talk to someone else who's out of the closet and then figure out how you can get the Colombian homosexuals, the Colombian queers to go out into the street. But to then say like, well, the way to combat this is to be the first in the club to dance with a man. Like, I am so sorry. Not everybody is made for the revolution. I understand it takes many different types, but I think that maybe the situation with these two are truly different types and the way that they react to things like Valentine is used to something and he wants to turn up and he feels he's at a gay club and like he wants to show and like be maybe somewhat of an example. And Carlos obviously has a lot of trepidation around that. And also, you know, I'm obviously not as privy to the culture and see like what is real and what's not like how can you like kind of turn up at a gay club and like have it be okay? Or is it, you know, is that truly like not a good thing? You know, at the same time, you know, God bless. I think this is a great conversation to be having. And I'm glad we are because it's another like representation of like some, you know, awkward conversations to be had. So we get to go and meet with Carlos's uh, friends. He has a friend, Victor, who he met when they dated a long time ago. Carlos, again, not out fully. Victor is definitely a bottom and his beautiful friend. And then how do you say the name? Yes. Yosnevi. Gorgeous. And Mm -hmm. Valentine also like comments how beautiful she is. Yeah. And they get to sit down and Valentine knows they're going to be talking about some of the challenges they have. And listen, Carlos had set up his friends for an idea of polyamory that is incredibly negative. That is obviously Carlos tinted. Yeah. Yeah. Because polyamory is not that like, oh, he gets to pick this person and that person and that person and then have no. Well, no. What Valentine's version of polyamory is, is Mm -hmm. to where they bring in a third person so it's three people who are in a relationship. And that's just one facet of polyamory. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, you know, they, it's, um, it could be anything. It could be kitchen table where it means that all the people know each other. And it could not be kitchen table where they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, either way it goes, it's that the person is able to love this person mm-hmm. and the other person equally. Mm-hmm. And they want to keep and love on those people. If those people want to come together, so be it. It looks like, Valentine's polyamory version is that they pull in a bottom and this bottom is there to be a bottom is there to bear. Yeah. Is uh, there to, bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to poke it up mm-hmm. right there and just like move it about mm-hmm. move it, bandy it about the place. Mm-hmm. And so they're having this conversation and it's like, I couldn't love more than one person at the same time. How is this possible? And so Valentine in his best way is trying to explain what it is. And then he, at some point, turns to Victor and is like, are you single? Do you still love? Do you still love Carlos? And he's like, yes. And so then Valentine's in, do you want to join us? And he's like, why not? Why not? And I said, here is their bussy. Here is their loose bussy. You know, Valentine's so interesting and like gets to fall in your hands. I'm going to tell you this right now. Learn to receive. And I'll tell you and learn to say yes. And these are the two situations why valentine the entire time has wanted to bring in a bottom bring in a bottom bring in a bottom and carlos is like we can't have anyone else in a relationship even though as we know there are two tops in the situation and maybe they would enjoy a little something to poke on as that famous song goes Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what i'm saying so here we are in a situation where they don't have to look far valentine doesn't have to go out to a club and like snake someone in and be like carlos look at him or whatever like if valentine gets someone that carlos has already dated that still is in love with carlos all he has in carlos is comfortable with him which he should be is victor like the still even friends or whatever like it could be valentine's like 
saving grace or like, you know, like last day pass or whatever. Like, and so the moral of the story is a, then, then we have someone like Victor, right. Who maybe just maybe Mm -hmm. has been in love with Carlos Mm -hmm. this entire time as wished, 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 waited, waited on bated breath, bated breath for Carlos to either a come back in his life or be out. And here now we have a situation where Carlos is with a man that he is willing to bring into his family. And and Victor makes it a big deal that that should be noted as being huge, that he wasn't allowed to be like Carlos's man and like at the family table. But here Carlos is, is like bringing, thinking about, bringing valentine mm-hmm. you know and what if at the end of the day there get to be a situation where carlos valentine and victor get to live happily ever after you know like fulfilling everyone's desires and you know being happy mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i i love that for them i know right i love that for them honestly <laughs> i love that for them especially if valentine and victor get along and there shouldn't be any sense of jealousy as long as you're providing this the the right amount of aftercare. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, because yes. I dated somebody who was polyamory. And so what this person would do was hug and love on their wife before they went out for the day. Oh god. So that the the like they spent like two hours hugging and loving on cuddle their party? wife. Like a cuddle party? Yeah. So that when they were out for two hours, three hours with somebody else. Mm-hmm. The wife still was like, oh, my, my, before my husband left, he loved and hugged and shit on me. Shit on you? No. <laughs> horrible walk. <laughs> God, horrible. What a horrible fetish. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Don't do it. Ah, he hugged and loved, loved and whatnot on me before yeah, okay. he left. So I understood that... This person was leaving to go cuddle with somebody else, but they were fucking coming home to me. I think it was, yeah. I I think that it was, Valentine needed to hear how precious and how hard it is for Carlos and it's been for other men who Carlos has had to end relationships with because he was so scared and torn about coming out. And so the fact that he is gotten Carlos at a time in his life where Carlos is a little bit older and has, doesn't want to be alone is a specific time that I think that is it's nice for Valentine to have like a little I think culture check or whatever it is that it's very hard for Carlos yeah. you meet it, that like it feels like you aren't meeting someone in the middle but you have to understand how far away that person is yeah. and your idea of the middle is actually not quite left yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's the kind of relationship stuff that I think that is a perspective change that, you know, is hard. You know, I think that, yeah, you think that compromise is hard. And I think that you think you're doing the most. But when you see the depth of where someone is, how far away, yeah, like I said, it can be hard. Uh, but I I really like Victor. Like I, the minute that he said, like, why not? I was like, why? You're right. Why not, honey? Like, jump on. I'm so happy. Like, is that what the next season is? That this was yeah. what season is? Like, that's get what into it. Basically, that's the end of the episode, my mm-hmm. loves. That is it. We are so excited to be doing this podcast. And this is a fun season of 90 Day Fiance spinoff, Love in Paradise. Brought up some fun topics to talk about. Of course, the polyamory, the swinger resorts. It's all very exciting. Yeah. As well as the interesting but familiar tropes we've had of like vacation baby bays and whatnot. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you are getting the latest, freshest episode, please do so. As well as... Give us a review if you don't mind. We 
definitely could use it. We also have our social medias up and running, honey. It's DocuSweeties on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all of it. It's actually DocuSweeties2 on Twitter. Oh, there was a DocuSweeties? Yeah. I'll kill them. Kidding. I will uh, help you bury them. I know. Don't tell anybody. Seriously. And also, just so you know, we have our full Patreon up and running with the visual aspects of this podcast. If you want to see unedited visual visuals of us, I'm in full face and Juan looks glowing and gorgeous. And Yay. we've been drinking, honey. You know, this is a fun yes. one to watch. Yes. <laughs> so join us at patreon.com slash docusweeties for all the funds, the extra stuff. Right now, we only have one tier for $10 a month, but we hope that you'll be able to do so. And maybe we'll open up some other tiers later on once we can quit our jobs and just do this full time. Mm-hmm, but until mm-hmm. then, one tier. <laughs> but uh, we're we're so happy for you guys um, for watching listen to us because we know we're funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're so happy for you guys. You were so happy we're, for you. We're, we're you very so happy much. for you to, for founding us and to listen yeah. to our podcast. We're because so thankful that you um, were you nice enough to yourselves yeah. Yeah, to like we download want you to love us. Each other. Yeah. We want you to love yourselves. And by loving yourselves means following us and or joining our Patreon. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. You guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.